Hello and welcome to the GDI podcast. My name is Sean Nolan, Senior Reporter at GDI. On this special Valentine's Day edition of the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Chelsea Grayson, Interim CEO of Spark Networks. She tells me what her main targets are in her new role and the trends she's looking out for in 2023. Enjoy. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks very much for joining me on the GDI podcast. First of all, congratulations on your new appointment. Um, How have you found the transition to your new role so far? Yeah, first of all, Sean, thank you so much. It's really a privilege to be sitting here on your platform. I really appreciate it. And I, I, I admire your work from afar. So, yeah, I mean, my transition has actually been, you know, relatively smooth. I hit the ground running because... I think, as you know, I was on the Spark Networks board for, gosh, almost three years before I dropped in as the interim CEO. So, you know, first of all, I agreed to join the board three years ago because I saw so much potential with the company and I have such a passion for this area and this industry specifically and for our properties, you know, Um, and then so I already was intensely interested in the company and have been following it. And then, you know, sitting on board for three years, sure, you're head in, fingers out, you're not operating the company, but you still become, you know, very familiar with the operations and with at least senior leadership. So by the time I was dropped in to take the interim CEO role, like I say, you know, I sort of hit the ground running. I was aware of all the players within the company. I was aware of the dynamics of what was happening outside the company, you know, with respect to our various relationships and also with respect to the various processes that were ongoing already at the time that I dropped in. So it was, uh, it's been a really smooth transition. I, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in, Berlin every couple of weeks, at least once a month, for sure, to do our town hall live within the four walls of the company. And, uh, you know, I'm no spring chicken at the age of 51. So I will say that flying like that with the jet lag and the pressurization in the cabin probably is harder on my 51-year-old body than it would have been on my 35 or 40-year-old body. But but that's been okay. But that's probably been the most difficult part is the is the flying back and forth. But once I get my feet on the ground there, you know, it's so energizing because of the enthusiasm within the company that, um, you know, all of my fatigue goes away pretty quickly and I dive right in. Great. Thank you. I think glad to hear it's all going smoothly. And yeah, the, the long haul flights are difficult. I totally understand that. But yeah. no, glad to hear no that. Direct, also you're, you're... No direct from Los Angeles. So <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, it's still early days, but, you know, are there kind of any ongoing projects that have particularly caught your eye that you're excited about uh, that the team is working on? Yeah, I mean, look, I think first and foremost, you know, the company has been around for, gosh, 14 years or so. And, you know, understandably, in the evolution of the lifespan of the company, you know, they're there was a an intense and remains an intense focus on the marketing side of the house. Uh, as well as the product side of the house, but it's really been a marketing-led company, you know, more or less, like most of these uh, dating platform companies are and tend to be, and with good reason. That's a really, that's a cash cow side of the house. It's a way to pull a lever and immediately drive, you know, and generate revenue. But, you know, we're a publicly traded company and the market really favors product first, you know, tech first companies, you know, over marketing. And so what I think is really exciting now is we're really, we are starting to focus on IT. We're starting to use the resources that exist on our board of directors 
uh, a little bit better than maybe in the past. You know, I've got, um, you know, in particular, one of my board members, you know, worked on the the match algorithm of Facebook originally, and you know, now runs. Uh, I always get his title wrong, but he runs run, essentially runs product over at YouTube. So as you might imagine, he's a techie you know, sort of steeped in coding and the algorithm, you know, very focused on that and has all sorts of incredible people in his network that he's helping us, you know, sort of paratrooper in to take a deeper dive into IT to continue to, you know, generate product developments that uh, already are, you know, really shifting the needle towards a much finer, a much more um, competitive user experience, if you will, that more compares to you know some of the other folks that are in the industry. So I think I'll start there and say generally, product development and the IT side of the house have really been stepping up, and I see just so many interesting um, developments there moving forward. That's really exciting. So I think that ultimately we're going to be a product company and then a marketing company. And along those lines, you know, we had a soft launch of Elite Single, uh, the new app, the updated app. Then we'll do a hard launch later on. Um, I am intending to do that later on in the first quarter here, along with a, a launch of the new Silver Singles app. And we're constantly updating Zeusk, which sits on a different platform. So you, if you get on any of those updated apps, particularly towards the end of the quarter when we do hard launches of Elite and Silver, you'll see a much more streamlined path, right? And just from the industry side of things, you'll see much better CRM, lifetime CR, lifespan CRM, you know, versus just all promo. You know, you'll see a much more um, uh, organic way to get yourself through the app and to experience the community the way it should be experienced, you know, much more integrated and, um, and collaborative, you know? So I think that's really exciting. I think, you know, industry folks will find it interesting that we, you know, like the rest of the people in the industry are doing A-B testing on price increases, you know, I mean, it's no secret, I mean, you look at, you know, the bumbles and hinges of the world and even the league and, you know, they've all done price increases unabashedly, you know, and we've been pretty conservative with that, but we continue to test for price increases. But again, justified because we have such a much more improved user experience with all these developments on the IT side. So it's very justified, you know. Um, and, you know, and then on the flip side, a better use of our freemium space. We've got all sorts of interesting freemium users over on the Zeusk side, and we certainly want to make a better experience for them while at the same time maximizing, you know, ad revenue generation. So that's all very exciting, kind of um, wide open blue sky for me to take a look at. And the people inside the company are so excited and so energized to look at that because um, that, that hasn't necessarily been the focus, you know, um, previously. So I think that's all really interesting. And, and lastly, I'll say that, and again, this is just for industry geeks, but, <laughs> um, but you know, um, look, all of us in the industry struggle with how do we best spend our performance marketing dollars, putting aside brand marketing, of course, which I'm focusing on for sure in ways that haven't been focused on previously, but performance marketing, you know, state-of-the-art marketing technologies, how do you want to spend those dollars in a much more effective and weaponized way? You know, I've dropped in a consultant. We're taking a hard look and a good assessment over the next 60 days to how can we better and more efficiently spend those dollars in conjunction with what I just referred to, um, better brand content. You know, that really hasn't been focused on so much, which is fine. You know, we've been, you know, obviously focusing on other fires that we had to put out. 
but I, there is so much um, brand equity left in the brands that we have, even some of the ones that we don't pay as much attention to, like Jada and J Swipe, the halo around those brands is just gleaming. And if you know my history, you know where I came from, you know, amongst other things, I was the CEO of two beautiful heritage brands, American Apparel and True Religion, and had to help them sort of write their halo a little bit. I love doing stuff like that. You know, I totally understand how to use social media. I totally understand what content to create little different now than it was before because we've got TikTok, which is, you know, a gorgeous, beautiful space where you can really blow out your dollars and migrate that content later on over to reels on Instagram or posts and stories. I get all of that. I live in that world. I've also hired a consultant to help us do better there. So I think that with all that content, you weaponize it properly with state-of-the-art MarTech. That's really exciting stuff. Thank you so much. I think that's a really interesting insight. And I think, um, you know, when you said there about um, kind of balancing the focus with products moving forward now and focusing more on the IT side and uh, making use of board members and whatnot, that sounds really exciting. And I think definitely, uh, you know, the industry will be watching very closely and looking out for new innovations, new developments that come out of that shift. And also with the marketing as well, I think uh, definitely our listeners will benefit greatly from hearing your uh, perspective on, on those changes, improvements moving forward. So thank you so much. Now, I, th I think I want to talk a little bit about the, the wider online dating industry. Um, you know, do you have any particular trends or innovations that stand out to you in terms of their impact for the year ahead? Uh, you know, you, you've uh, been on the board for three years and now interim CEO. Has anything caught your eye that you think will, will make a big impact this year? Yeah, I mean, look, I think, look, we're back outside, you know, I mean, the pandemic goes on, but we're, we're pretty much back outside for the most part. And I think people are really looking forward to a return to traditional dating, you know, um, meeting folks on platform that they that resonate with them and that they resonate with, and then getting off platform to meet, you know, IRL, right, <laughs> in the real, in the real world, you know, in real life. And so, I think what I look forward to is facilitating and ameliorating those relationships, right? So making sure those people meet properly, making sure they meet the right people, you know, um, providing them with a safe and comfortable way to then migrate over to, you know, real life dating, and then reminding them that we're still there for them. We still welcome them back to the extent it didn't work out, or they want to continue to explore other options. But I also want to hear about what they did, you know, in person. I want to hear about what those dates were like. And I want to see, you know, ways that, you know, maybe we can continue to be involved, you know, with them as a partner, you know, as they move forward and, and start to date like that in person. So I think that there is going to be a shift, a really happy and fun shift away from what most of us in the dating platform world were doing over the last few years, which is providing, um, you know, virtual experiences for people, which were super necessary at a time when people were concerned about meeting, you know, face to face. Um, I think all of that was really interesting. And we all did what we had to do. But I'm really looking forward to seeing people go on real dates. You know, that's really the way to do it. So the human touch, the human, the in real life connection, I think is going to be, you know, the trend moving forward. And that just means that we have to do our jobs better. You know, because when you connect people, when you match people, because our platforms are a little different, I wouldn't call them dating, they're really match platforms. When you match somebody, the test is going to be right away when they meet in person. So if that was the wrong person, if my algorithm gave you the wrong person, you're not going to trust me anymore. 
So it just means I need to be more gleaming with the performance on my product. So I love it. I love a challenge. So I think that's, you know, kind of a big trend moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I think you're absolutely right to identify uh, sort of in real life experiences and uh, as the as a really important trend. And something I sort of came across the other day was saying that, you know, social media, we users judge social media by how entertained we are, how many hours we can lose scrolling on TikTok and whatnot. But actually, when it comes to online dating, we don't judge them by the virtual hours we spend. We judge them by the physical in real life uh, experiences that those um online platforms create for us so I think uh, as you say people are keen to get out and go on dates and yeah that's a really exciting uh, trend to look out for for this year for the entire industry so thank you so much yeah I think I think um, you know adding on to that I think another aspect of the uh, move to to in real life dating is also trust and safety I think it's a such an important topic nowadays and um, you know so so focused on by the media and users as well I think everyone's kind of taking notice of the issue could you tell us a little bit about um you know those that issue in regards to spot network networks and what it's doing how it's kind of adapting to the ever ever evolving safety challenges out there yeah um look i mean and last year was no exception we continue to refine and um and update um the various ways that we have mostly software related, but the various watchdog methods that we have, you know, so we spot fraud, for example, a mile away, you know, at this point, we're really good at that. And we'll knock, you know, the bots off, we'll knock the fraudulent users off. That goes a long way towards creating a safe environment, because when you feel like you're interacting with a real person, when you feel like you're interacting with a real person who's been vetted for whatever that particular platform is, you know, then you're a lot more comfortable um, and you know that you're not going to be seeing a lot of bots or, you know, being hit by a lot of fake, you know, fake accounts. And then, like I say, platform to platform, you know, like you go on a platform like Elite uh, Singles, for example, one of our um, really beautiful properties, you've got to answer a ton of questions. I mean, I'm on that platform, actually, I'm dating there. And I just couldn't believe, you know, it took me a really long time to get through the vetting process, including with respect to my bio, my own profile, which then was tested and verified. I mean, for a while, they actually rejected parts of my bio. And I, you know, I called my head of IT, you know, I was like, hello, like, you know, I'm the CEO here. Why are you guys rejecting that? And yeah, they said, well, we're verifying it independently. <laughs> so, I mean, for a long time, I had the red X. So, I mean, they really put me through my paces. And all of our platforms are like that in different ways. And so it goes towards, of course, getting you to your right match, but it also very significantly and fundamentally goes towards safety. And can we trust the other people on this platform? And do we know they've been vetted? So Elite, Silver, you know, we do it a little bit differently there. Christian, that's a different vetting process. Zeusk is a vetting process in itself, but it's all vetting and verifying. And then the fraud, you know, the watchdog stuff. So with all of that, I feel like more than probably any other company in this space, um, looking across the platforms, Zeusk, Silver, Elite, E-Darling, Christian Mingle, JD, J-Swipe, um, we create this really welcome, welcoming, safe, warm environment. And you can be promiscuous amongst those various apps, you know, um, you can slide, you know, all through all of them and, um, and feel really like you have a safety net under you and you're in a protected environment. Thank you so much. I think, um, that's such a glowing endorsement of the platform's uh, safety measures where even you struggling to get your profile <laughs> verified. <laughs> I think that's uh, 
<laughs> that's uh, so fun to hear about. And yeah, glad to hear that uh, things are going well with fraud detection and the other safety measures. Great. Now, I mean, um, gosh, they even they even rejected one of my pictures because I had put a filter on the picture and they wouldn't let it through. So like my real face is there, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely about as real as it gets. <laughs> very comprehensive <laughs> thank you and um yeah now just to, to kind of look ahead for uh to the rest of 2023 you know do you have any kind of personal targets you'd like to accomplish by the end of the year yeah i mean look i think um again this is just you know for the industry heads i mean i think um i i really would like to deploy my marketing dollars in a way that's the most efficient and most intelligent you know um we, and listen, it might end up being that the assessment comes to a conclusion and says, hey, you're spending your dollars perfectly, you know, and if that's the case, you know, good for the company. But I suspect we need to dust off our methods a little bit, you know, um, and spend those dollars. But most important, like I said at the top, I am really looking forward to product improvements. I'm really looking forward to the launch of those new apps. I'm really looking forward to a much wider funnel of organic traffic, people who come there without being incentivized, who really want to do the thing that we provide in our platforms, which is match people for meaningful relationships. Maybe it's not a forever relationship, but it's a meaningful relationship at the time and who come back and back and back. Because the only way that I can have successful platforms is by having productive, meaningful liquidity on my, on my sites, right? On my platforms, people who want to be there and who engage and interact with other people who want to be there. It's very simple, <laughs> you know, it's very simple, but very tricky to achieve. And that's, I want to continue to get there this year. Thank you. I think those are some really interesting uh, goals to set out. And I think, uh, as I said earlier, the, the industry will definitely be keeping a close eye on the exciting developments to come. And I'm, I'm sure it'll all go well. So, yeah, best of luck. And thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. It's a privilege. And that concludes today's special Valentine's Day edition of the GDI podcast. Thank you again to Chelsea for her time. Subscribe to the Global Dating Insights newsletter to receive the latest podcasts as they're released. Every week I'll be speaking with online dating leaders about the innovations and developments they're working on. For now, thank you for listening. Have a great day.